In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. In the glory that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory. a big hand. Alright, so today I would like to quickly share with you something, something very important as the Lord laid on my heart. I've said it time and again that our knowledge of God matters. You see, it's been a wrong culture over the years. People go to church just to see the pastor perform something. They just want him to pray for them to receive something, you know. As a pastor, I get a lot of messages, I get a lot of calls, and you can tell people's expectations. Most of the time, when they, when they see you as a pastor, they view you as a fetish priest, like the good part of a fetish priest. Right? And it's inconsistent with the truth of scripture. You see, God desires that we know him because as we know him, all right, as we get to know God, we get to know us in the New Testament. So it's important that when you come, you come to church with the intention of listening to know something. This is not another one hour. The, the, the preaching of the word of God time is not another one hour of part of the service to fulfill the religious obligation to just come to church. It's a very important part of the service that I think that we should all take very seriously for the rest of our lives. Anywhere, once you go to um, uh, the house of God, the time of the sharing of the word of God, that's the gold time, really, because um, I said it when we had the Super Sunday service. I said, this is where everything starts. You know, when, when we talk about the, the, the teaching of God's word, it's like building. The Bible always, um, you know, compares it to building. All right? And building takes time. It takes conscious effort. A little here, a little there. So we put one block, then we add the other block, then we add another block. And the Bible says that when the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. So God does not appear until there has been a building. You see, so there is, there is an important part of our walk with God that has to do with you listening to the word of God. I, 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 I was telling a couple of people yesterday, was it three days today, I think it was Pastor Claude, and you know, I, was to, I was talking to them, and I told them something. I said, when you see Christians who don't subscribe to listening to the word of God, knowing the word of God, and having it you know, in their foundation, what happens is, even if they have a miracle, they will lose it. Jesus Christ said that when a demon leaves a man, he said he goes around looking for, you know, um, goes, goes away. He says that, and he will come back. So there is no miracle. People say things like, 
uh, this pastor prayed for this person and the sickness came back. It's biblical. The sickness can come back. The problem can come back. Why? Because he said the demon goes and the character of demons is that they will come back. Demons always go back to their ex. The Bible, <laughs> the Bible says, listen, you know, the Bible says that the devil, after tempting Jesus, left him for a season. He didn't leave him forever. He left him for a season. So he was going to come back. So he will definitely come back. He says when he's coming back, he's coming with seven more stronger demons. He says when he comes and he sees that the place he left was as clean as let go, there's still space. Once it comes to meet space, I remember a dear lady who was healed in one of my programs many years ago. She was healed and the church she was in didn't believe in healing. All right. Then she was healed in my bed. She was so happy. And I said, I think you have to join me here. Then she said, no, no, no. I'll go to my church. I said, okay. Now, you didn't get healed there. Hold on. You didn't get healed there. Now, the reason why I didn't get healed there is because the knowledge of the word of God concerning that matter is not there. And this is the, the, the technology in the spirit. The technology in the spirit is that anywhere you go, whatever they talk about, you become it. So, once they don't believe in healing, this sickness is going to come back. Lo and behold, it came back. And she was looking for me again. You know, and it's, it's a misnomer. So, when you get, you know, you receive the word of God, you know, when you receive the word of God, you receive God. And the teaching of it, the knowledge, the foundation. Because I said, it can take God one day to take you out of the world, but it will take him many years to take the world out of you. And how does he do that? He he does that through the word of God. Through the word of God. So all the things that you used to believe. You know one of the first ways to know somebody is maturing in Christ? is from the way the person talks. It means that his normal way of thinking and the normal way of talking has been supplanted with God's way of thinking and talking. You know, the Bible says that the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, a lot of people don't know this part of the story. When they came out of Egypt, they spent 40 years in the wilderness. The Bible says that apparently they were not supposed to spend 40 years in Egypt. So I came to tell you today that if you are just expecting a one-touch miracle from God, I came to um, surprise you that God is not interested. Let me tell you why. Huh. When they came out of Egypt... Bible says that there was a road leading to the promised land that was 11 days journey. Amazing. But when they misbehaved in front of the Red Sea, you know what God said? God said, I will not take these people through the 11 days journey because, you know, when they pass through the 11 days journey, something's going to happen. They're going to meet the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and those people will try to fight with them. It says that these people will see war and run away. Because of that, God is going to take them through a 40-day journey. Instead of the 11-day journey, he's going to take them through a 40-day journey. What's, the, what's he supposed to achieve with a 40-day journey? The 40-day journey, by the time they would have encountered things like manna and encountered things like the opening of the Red Sea, Their faith should have been built. So God is more interested in who you are becoming than what he's giving you. That's why it's so important that you are building your faith. It's so important that you are building your faith. Because God is really more interested in 
who you are becoming through the teaching of God's word. The word of God, when it comes into our life, is supposed to give us a new perspective, a new way of thinking. You see, we, we are going to, we're supposed to think differently when we receive the word of God. When we receive the word of God, we begin to think differently. We begin to have God's thoughts. Remember the guys when they went to spy the, the, the land? When they went there, true, I, I, I think that what we call true is what they actually came to say. They went and said, when we went there, there are giants in the land and we are not able. So you could see that those people had a, what we call the grasshopper mentality. The Bible says they went there and said that we are like grasshoppers in their sight. So, their mindset had a lot to do with God's performance. A 40-day journey now became 40 years because of memory and complaints and things that were not supposed to be. So, be interested in your upbringing in God. Be interested. After you get saved, you be interested on, are you catching God's thoughts? Are you now, what, what, what is your response to not having money? What's your response to a challenge? What's your response to when things are not going well? What's your response? How do you see yourself? Do you look at the things that are going on around you to say, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm broke. Oh, things are bad. Oh, I will never come out of this. Oh, I'll never come out of this problem. Do you, do you, do you talk like that? Or you have, you have gotten God's thoughts too? You see, God, Bible says, one nature of God is that he calls things which be not as though they were. That means God looks at the situation and he doesn't call the situation by the name of the situation. He calls the situation by the name he wants to see the situation become. Someone says, oh, let's face facts. This is a different plane of life. We don't face facts. We face the truth. And the truth is God's word. Are you listening? Very important. Thank you, Jesus. So, I'm sharing with you, growing onto maturity in God. Dearest Father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, you are dearest Father. Closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, you are, dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful. You are, dearest father. Closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful. There are no words, there's nothing else. Our love sings to you. Oh, there are no there's nothing left. Our love sings to you. 
Praise the Lord. Now, this year is our year of perfection. Amen. And in the Bible, one of the synonyms of perfection is maturity. Now, listen, a lot of things are said in the Word of God concerning us. You know, when you hear someone say, the Bible is a, a compendium of do's and don'ts to control human behavior, then you know somebody has, the person has not read it. Because when you read the scriptures, you know what you see? When you see, you see actually a compendium, rather, you see a compendium of what God sees you as. No, think about it. During Super Sunday, I read a scripture. I said, ye are a chosen generation. <laughs> a royal priesthood. You know what royal priesthood? No, go to Revelation chapter 1. I'm reading something. Revelation chapter 1. This is royal priesthood. Revelation chapter 1. Verse 6. Look at this. It says, and hath made us. It didn't say, and will make us. It said, and hath made us. And hath made us kings and priests unto God. Hold on. Kings and priests unto God. Kings and priests unto God. Say, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. That's royal priesthood. You know, priests who are kings. You know, in the Old Testament, the kings were different from the priests. But God said, when we got born again, he hath made us kings and priests. So, God is showing us who we are through his, his scripture. Now, you might not feel like a king. Alright? You might not feel like a king. You might not feel like a priest. I mean, you look at the family we were born from, it looks like God is lying. But he's saying that, and have made us kings and priests. Why is he telling you? Because the reality of it is sure. It's a reality. In the spirit, it is tangible. In the spirit, you are seen as a king. It might be different, you know, if your, your experience might be different. What you are seeing might be different. And what's the character of a king? The character of a king is authority. So he has made us kings. Bible says where the word of a king is, there's power. So it's, it's the word of a king. So when situations happen, God is expecting you to respond like a king. So something happens and God, the way I say, king will say, hey, cut off his head. God is expecting you to make such decrees, like operate like a king. Why is he telling you, you don't feel like that, but he wants you to start acting like that. Now, when you see um, someone who is born to a royal family, they, they, when they are born, they don't come with the, the mannerisms of royalty. They are taught. So exactly what God wants to do with you, when, when you were born again, he tells you, okay, you were born again before you used to, you know, walk anyhow, you used to talk anyhow. He says now, you can't walk anyhow, you can't talk anyhow. Why? Because you're a king. So when you see anybody born in the royal family, tell them, we don't eat like this. We don't eat over here. We don't talk like that. We don't mingle with these kind of people. They are taught differently. So the guy is, is from a royal family. He has a head like you. He has two eyes like you. He has two ears like you. But they train him differently. They train them differently on how to walk. It's like Wesley girls. When they come out of school, you can tell that, you know, they, they, behave, they behave in a certain way. You can see that they've been taught something. Am I right? Okay, the holy child people don't agree. I, I remember meeting a Wesley Girls person and the person said, ah, I can't pick Trotro, I'm from Wesley Girls. Ah. So I wanted to know if it's part of the thing they teach them. 
It's not part. And then, so the person was extreme. You know, in every system, there are extreme people. They tell you, walk like this, then you now change the walking totally. Alright, so it says, he had made us kings and priests unto God. So God is showing us who we are in him. He's showing us that this is what, you know, he has made us. We have to, first of all, believe it, accept it, endorse it. I remember when I got saved, there was a, I had a cousin who was in church with me. Now, we're in church together, and one day we're going, and I, I had not thought of it. As, as trivial as it looks, I had not thought of it. You know, when you're in circle, all right, you, when you want to go to the other side, that time they had not created a bridge. What, when you don't want to go to the end to go and cross the traffic light, to go, you just go and jump over there. What's the thing? What's it called? It's not real. It's like a, it's like a barrier they've, they've created there. But we all know what I'm talking about, right? So, you just want to, ah, just go there, you just jump over there and just go. So, I just started coming to church, and he had been in church before I did, so, I went, I said, let's go, let's go. So we, 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 we crossed it, and he was like, guy, I'm a king, I'll never do this again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I think I like this. You know, and at that time, I, I, I could have responded to him differently. I could have said, Charlie, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But I actually said, wow, that sounds like something. He says, he had made us kings. So the guy is acting kingship. The guy said, I cannot jump over this thing. I'm a king. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and since that day till today, I've never jumped over that thing again. I'd rather go to the bridge and go and like, I'm a king. I can't jump over the thing. Like, how would you see Ashanti Hini going to this? <laughs> there were some people I was telling. I said, there are some places God elevates you to. You cannot eat at certain places. You can buy the food there and go eat at home. You cannot eat there. There, there are some places God, God has elevated you to. Then you find yourself. It's a message, eh? I know, I, I know a guy, when you bring food in front of him, he always has a scripture. <laughs> Brought a, 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 a big bowl of rice, you know, he said, he said this mountain that stands before me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so growing on to maturity. Now, this is where a lot of Christians get it, get it wrong. A calling is not equal to maturity. Bible, Bible says that woe unto you nation when your king is a child. A calling is not how many of you watched Game of Thrones? I did. How many of you watched Game of Thrones? Because if you didn't watch, you will not get my example. Alright, so sorry if you didn't watch. Now let me use the example. Next time we'll watch it. Amen. <laughs> Alright, now, this is my example. Um, a king died. I've forgotten the names. Because I watched it really fast. A king died and his son became, is it? Joffrey became 
became king. Was, was Geoffrey the wisest person in, at that time? Alright, good, good. Now, now, hold on, hold on. Now, the other, the other people who didn't watch Game of Thrones don't understand, but let me break it down. Now, this is it. A king died. Was he murdered? He was murdered. Okay, now, when he was murdered, his son, who apparently was quite foolish, yes, became the king, alright? Now, at the time they were making him a king, there were like where wiser people in the town. It wasn't even his real son, but it was perceived to be the son. Alright. So there were there were other people in the palace who, you know, like the old man, the one who was in the palace. Like they looked like they were wiser than this Geoffrey. But the Geoffrey became a king because of the lineage. Because he was perceived to be the son. Now, he, because he is um, by birth the son of the king, he becomes a king. So it's not his maturity that made him a king. So the same way with a calling in the body of Christ. Some people become pastors and prophets and hold microphone not because they are mature. But because of the calling. He told Jeremiah, he said, before I formed this, I knew thee and I ordained it to be a prophet. So while the guy was even... In the mother's womb, God had already called him to be a prophet. So, it has nothing to do with his maturity. So, in the body of Christ today, there are a lot of immature pastors. Serious. You know, you know it from, from, from the way they talk. You can see that they are not, you know, they are just gifted. They are not, you know, they are not mature. They are just gifted. So I want us to see how we grow. How we get into maturity. Now, like I said, a lot of the things that are said in the word of God about us. Its manifestation is in our maturity. So, in a, you might think it's a lie. Now, take, for example, I'm giving you a lot of examples today. So, take, for example, you speak to a five-year-old boy. If you speak to a five-year-old, will he understand? Six-year. You understand? Tell, you tell a six-year-old boy that, hey, guy, do you know that men can impregnate women? Then he says, okay, I'm going to try. Then that six-year-old boy goes to have sex. I'm just, as an example, all right? And that six-year-old boy goes to have sex, all right? Will he be able to impregnate a girl? Who said yes? <laughs> Alright. Will he be able to impregnate a girl? Do you know that he can come back and say that, ah, this thing is a lie. But it's not a lie. Once he hits the age, that makes it possible it will become truth. So a lot of the things that I say in the word of God, like uh, concerning your health, like concerning healing. It looks as though, like, like the Bible says, they that dwell in Zion shall not say I'm sick. That means when you come into the kingdom, the, the inability to be sick is a reality. But you might not see it as a reality because of where you are functioning from. Because you have not entered into maturity, you are not able to you know, realize that thing. Like for example, I, I talk about, I talk about sometimes when, when I want to do something, all I need to do is to set my mind on it. 
And I set my mind on it. Give me two, three days. The thing will show up. Now, somebody will think, okay, I'm also going to set my mind on it. Two, three days doesn't show up. We are just functioning from different places. What I mean is reality. But you don't see it in your life. Like some other people see things like, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's a reality in their life. They never lack anything. Before they think about it, God has done it. Once the, the, the need is coming, the supply is also showing up. It's a reality. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But another person is also a Christian and he knows the scripture, yet he is not seen as a reality. That thing is waiting for his maturity. You tell a little boy of six or seven years old that, you know, men are able to carry a lot of load. Then he goes to carry load and he's not able to carry it. You say, that's a lie. It's not a lie. Once he matures, you'll be able to do it. Or once he develops the requisite muscle, you'll be able to do it. I mean, when we all go to gym, we all know what we want to carry. Look, nobody will show your level. Wait, wait. Oh, listen. I've gone, to, I've gone to the gym. You know, you see, you know, I was telling them, I said, Super Sunday, I invited my gym instructor. I invited my gym instructor. I showed him where I also... <laughs> no, that's where me to have my power. Because during the gym time, he was not treating me. <laughs> lift it, guy. Lift it. I said, I said, can I say, you can do it. You can do it. Now I'll be, I'll be, I said, I cannot. He said, you can, you can. One, two, push, I'll push one. He said, yeah, you did it, you did it. So I invited him for Super Sunday. When he came, he said, while I was preaching, he has never spoken in tongues in his life. Nobody laid hands on him. He began to speak in tongues. He said, and something passed through him. He said, he has never experienced that in his life. I said, that's me to my part. <laughs> we, we all corner people in our corners. Now, the next time I went to the, to the gym, now he's very, very careful. Please, please can you please? <laughs> ah, before, you should see, you should see, you will not be happy. You say, ah, is it my pastor you are talking to like that? <laughs> lift it up, dude. Lift it up, dude. <laughs> All right. So, so I said, a lot of the things that are, are not manifesting are just waiting for your maturity. I'll show you a scripture, uh, Romans, Romans chapter 8. Jesus Christ said, the works that I do, you shall do also, even greater works. But where are they in your life? It's just waiting for your maturity. The moment you grow, you just realize that some of these things are a possibility. During my birthday, I had never shared this testimony. During my birthday, a couple of my friends came and they mentioned that it was in somewhere 2012 that I raised the first dead person. So, these things are possibilities. They are not just Bible, you know, gimmicks. They are possibilities. You know, 
um, in maturity, maturity brings you into a realm of possibilities. The possibilities of Christ are realized in the places of maturity. So it's important that we mature in God. We mature in God. The things that you thought were not attainable are, all, are attainable in the place of maturity. Look at Romans chapter 8. I want to show you something. I'm, I'm going a little further into the message. Verse, let's look at verse 17. Look at this. He says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, then we must also be glorified to him. My point is, if children, if children, hold on. He says, if children, the word children over there is a Greek word. He says, if offsprings, that's the meaning, if offsprings. So, just like if Geoffrey was really the son of the king, he was an offspring. Alright, now, once he's a son of a king, by royalty, he's an offspring. Like you're an offspring of your dad or your mom. So, first of all, when we get born again, we become offsprings of God. We become offsprings of God. He said, if children, the word children there is offspring. If children, then we are offsprings of God. And he says, because we are offspring, we are heirs. And we are also joint heirs with Christ. Now, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful truth that we can be jumping to say, we are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. That means, whatever belongs to God, I and Jesus share it. Like a beautiful truth that we can be jumping about. But he says, first of all, that if children, so by, by legal rights, alright, as Christians, by legality, we are entitled to so much in this kingdom. We are entitled to so much in this kingdom. You know, you, you hear the testimony of one Christian and the testimony of another. It's two different things. One is able to enjoy this reality that was said, if children and heirs, if heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Another person is seriously struggling. Now, my advice is, instead of this person to be running around chasing a miracle, this person should be focusing on maturing. Because the moment you mature, let me show you Galatians chapter 4. There's one. Galatians chapter 4. Is it 4, 3, 4? Yeah, four. Look at it. He says, now I say that the heir, remember what he said in Romans chapter 8 verse 17. He said, if children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. He said, now the heir, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Hold on. Now the heir. He said, this one is a child of God. He's an heir. He said, down the heir, as long as. He didn't say if he's a child. He said, as long as. So, spiritual maturity is decision bound. Unlike physical maturity where there's a time frame for you to, from one year to two years. From two years to three years. Spiritual maturity, you can decide. Now I say that the heir, as long, he didn't say when he's a child or if he's a child. He said as long as he's a child. So you can be a child for very long. <laughs> now, it's not time. You understand? So he said, ah, I've been a Christian for 30 years. It doesn't matter. You can be a 30 year old child. <laughs> now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Go back to Romans chapter 8. Mm. 
where two or three are gathered. Lord, you said you'll be there. So, Lord, we, we honor your presence. Where two or three are gathered, Lord, you said you'll be there. So, Lord, we, we honor your presence. Gashina, Kamuna, Seeking Aljana, Janan. Gashina, Kamuna, Janan. Hold on. Now, on, on Sunday, I was saying something about the claims of atheists, right? That if people are suffering, all right? God should just, you know, that's all of us, our expectation of God, because of how we're raised. Like we think, all right, God is just sitting there, and people are suffering, then he just comes like an eagle, and he just, you know, solves the problem. And, you know, he walks back. Then another person is suffering, then God will not go. Then we'll pray, 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 fast, fast. Then I'll say, okay, 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 okay. I'll come, then he come and deliver the person. Another person, because he did not pray, God didn't come. You know, so he's, and, and sometimes too, you know, like um, in the issue of death, you know, one of the person that says, oh God, God take it. Like God is like a hawk. <laughs> he just enters and just picks. You know, this whole, and what we used to justify the thoughts is, what we used to justify the thoughts is, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than thoughts. We can never know the thoughts of God. We don't know why God did it. You know, we used to justify our ignorance. Now, I discovered that God only provided an intervention. He didn't provide a manifestation. Hmm. For the suffering of man, God only provided an intervention. His intervention was for him himself to come and die for man. But whether man will see it in his life, this is what, this is the law that surrounds it. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. Look at it. For the earnest expectation of the creator waited for the manifestation of God. Is that what's there? For the earnest, oh no, tell me. For the earnest expectation of the creator waited for the manifestation of God. It doesn't wait for the manifestation of God. It waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, the word sons over there is not what you think like offspring. It's not offspring. This son over there, although the children is offspring, the Greek word is technon. This is a different word. Now, this is sons. Sons is not offspring. Sons is like a child. Like he's my child and he was an offspring. But I now trained him and I raised him and now he has become a mature person. Are you getting it? Now, has nothing really to do with age. Alright? It's like, um, it's like, uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a carpenter, alright? Then I start having a son, and at age, maybe say 10, 12, I'm able to teach him how to use the hammer, and he becomes so good that sometimes when I'm leaving the, the carpentry shop, I say, okay, go we'll take care of the place. He has become a son. Before he was just my child, now he has become my son. Are you getting it? 
Now he says, for the endless expression of the creature, that's not, he's not waiting for God's manifestation. That's how we think. We think God will just come and do something. No, the creature is not waiting. The world is not waiting for the manifestation of God. It is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The people who have been raised, the people who have come into maturity. So you see, a lot of things that are not happening, that the world is expecting that should happen, is actually lying. Remember what I said at, um, at uh, Super Sunday? I said the reputation of God is in the hand of Christians. It takes another mind to know this. You should catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. God's reputation. Remember David. Remember David. When Goliath was insulting, insulting the whole of Israel, God didn't move an inch. He didn't move an inch. When David came, he came to defend God. He walked forward and he defended God. And that day, the God of the Hebrews was praised. And said that their God is a great God. Their God is a good God. Now, take, take a look at Moses. Take a look at Moses. When he went before the Red Sea, Moses went, went to do what we exactly do. You know what we do? We always push it on God. Now, the Red Sea was there before him. Then the people were looking. The people said, Moses, you're a wicked guy. Moses, then Moses started, began to preach. I said, we are moving from talking plenty to doing plenty, okay? Moses began to preach. He said, stand still and know the salvation of the Lord. Stand still. Stand still. Now, some of us even prophesy it. Stand still and know. Stand still and know the salvation of the Lord. We prophesy, we say that, yes. But we don't read further and realize that, when we read further, you realize that God actually told Moses, Moses, what you are doing, they'll kill you here. Exodus. Are we there? Exodus chapter 14. Let's start from 11. And they said unto Moses, because there were no, now they started abusing Moses. Said, because there were no graves in Egypt, has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore has thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? He's saying, Moses, is it that there's no grave in Egypt? We could have died in Egypt. All of us would die eventually. <laughs> no, 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 Moses. No, I, you know, King James, you need to bring it down into our armor. Moses, why? Okay, now we're coming to die here. We could have died there. Why did you take us out? Slaves, and they are very, very proud. Slaves and poor people. Very proud. No, you were a slave. What do you lose? Because you were still being killed there. So what do you lose? Okay, Moses. Okay, at least you have changed our dying position. At least we came out. We didn't die as slaves. We, we died free. They didn't appreciate that. I said, Moses, why? We could have died there. It's the same death. All right. Carry us. He said, is this, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt? Didn't we say to you, Moses, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than, for, than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Moses began to preach a powerful message. I want to preach Moses and say, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. 
You see, we like bear preaching. Now, I'll show you God's response to the preaching. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show to you this day for the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You shall see them no more again forever. Verse 14. Please change there, this one. He says, The Lord shall fight for you. Oh, some of you have said it before. The Lord shall fight for you. You see? You see? So it looks like I'm lying. Alright? Okay, let's see. The Lord shall fight and you shall hold your peace. Powerful message. It is a good preaching. A powerful preaching. I tell you, this preaching is good. Like, it's the kind of preaching that if I stand over everybody's door, the Lord shall fight. Oh, yes, You'll love the preaching. But let's see God's response in verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Oh God, wherefore criest thou unto me? Moses, why are you preaching this message? Do you understand? Why are you praying? Moses, why are you, why are you talking? Hey, 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 hey. You know, from this scripture, I know that God overrated Moses. Why, why am I saying that? Because Moses, by your hand and by your rod, I caused so many things to happen in Egypt. When you got out there, you should have been using your rod. So God was expecting Moses to have known that this thing, we don't preach it. This thing is not prayers. Now, said unto Moses, Wherefore, Christ down to me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Forward? To where? <laughs> oh God. Ladies and gentlemen, until you have the Holy Spirit, when God talks, you never understand. No, because this does not make any sense. Any engineering and swimming pool sense. <laughs> no, the guy stands in front of the... He said, Moses, straight... He said, he said wherefore thou Christ on that? He said, tell the children of God that they should go forward. Now, if they take one step, they have entered river. They have entered sea. Red sea. Big sea like this. When they put their leg in it, they have entered. But meanwhile, God is saying... Talk to the children of Israel that they go forward. So you see, they're preaching. We have been preaching on every preaching. Fight! The Lord will fight for you. Akosia, wherefore thou criest unto me? Why are you preaching this preaching? That the Lord shall fight for you. He said... Oh my God. Hey. Speak to the children. Sometimes I, I sit down and I think, I'm thinking how God is thinking. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Meanwhile, when they go forward, it is Red Sea. He says, speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. To where? Oh God. Oh God. No wonder God has told you to start a business and you have no capital. No wonder. God has told you to start a business. Yes, we have no capital. Meanwhile, you are sitting down complaining that there's no capital. God is speaking a language to you. You don't understand. Have you gone out to go and look for the shop? You don't have the money to, you know, you don't have the money to even pay for the shop. Have you gone now to look for it in the first place? You, are, you don't understand God's language. If these people step like this, they are entering into, into Red Sea. But God says, Moses, you should be telling them to go forward. Has nothing to do with whether the sea, you know, so the pattern of the Red Sea, all right, let me show you something. The pattern of the Red Sea was not God's original plan. Hey, 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 hey. God didn't want to part the Red Sea. It is because the people didn't understand that God had to lower the standard and part the Red Sea. How do I know? 
How do I know? When Jesus got in front of a sea, he walked on it. Did Jesus say Red Sea? Part. You see, to say Red Sea part is acknowledging that there is a Red Sea. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, Jesus got to Lazarus in, in, in the tomb and he said, I speak to the spirit of the dead. He has no business with the dead. He said, Lazarus, come. He called him like a sleeping man. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Verse 16. But lift up thy rod, Moses, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. He didn't say, Moses, stretch your hand over the sea, and I will divide it. Don't put on God what he has not said, it is him. Oh my God. He said, oh my God, my God, my God. He didn't say, Moses, when you stretch forth your hand, I will divide the sea. Moses, stretch it, and I will divide it. He said, you Moses, stretch forth your hand, and divide it. So Moses, you will now... Get the circumference and say in the uh, and the children of Israel shall go and drag her through the midst of the sea. So you see, those prophecies of the Lord shall do it for you, the Lord shall do it for you, the Lord shall do it for you. It is no far. I'm telling you. Wherefore thou criest unto me. Say, Moses, this message you are preaching is inconsistent. Anyway, all right, do this. Stretch forth your hand. Divide it. It is a stretch for your hand. I'll divide it. Stretch for your hand. Divide it. So he divides it. When it goes to gets to Joshua's ten, they didn't have that problem. The priests just carried the ark. When they step into the water, no prayer. When they step, they now did this. They stepped into the water and the water parted. Jesus came and came to change the whole thing. He said, "Okay, we don't part sin here." Hey. Part C here, we don't see C. All right, all right. Hey! Ah. the challenge you are praying about it doesn't exist actually. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh, sir, but you know, I have many ideas, but I don't have capital. You, you are not serious. Go and look for the shop, go and look for the shop. Go there when they tell you the, the amount. All right, so um, when do you want them? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, Father Lord, the Lord bears me witness. There are things we wanted to do that we didn't have the money. Is this not what I did? I'll go with him and say, okay, um, we know that there's no money anyway. <laughs> All right, um, right, so we'll take this one and take that one. All right. And I'll be talking to him. And I'm not doing, you know, there's a, a normal one that you go, oh, I'll be back. Not that, you, you yourself, you know that you're not coming back. That's a different one. That's a, when you enter the place, I say, um, all right. So we take this one. I said, oh my God. Faith, all right. There's a realm of acting in faith. A dear woman of God I knew who had so many years had not given birth. She wanted to have a child. So many years had not given birth. You know the first thing she did? She took pictures of babies. When you go to her office, you see the pictures of babies. I happened to go to her office, so I saw it a lot. She see pictures of babies around her desk. She kept it there. Many years. 
Many years he was just there. He was just there looking at her. Then one day, she just stood up, went to buy all baby clothes. If you say, you think she's mad, right? Like the thing has passed through her head. Yeah, she went to buy baby clothes. That, this is for the children. And she bought and put it in the house. I said, there's a, a realm of acting in faith. I'm going to be a millionaire in the next few years, but your walking is not millionaire walking. Listen, you will have to practice millionaire walking. Watch the millionaires you know. Okay, this is how millionaires walk. Millionaires don't talk anyhow. So you have to start acting. We will have to, we will have to discover a little madness for it to be faith. Before I became a pastor, many times I was standing in front of a mirror with a, a Bible. So, open to a <laughs> mirror. I said we have to discover some madness. And some of us had to do this thing for months. Oh my God. Jesus did not even recognize the sea. Now, let me share this testimony with you. I shared it with the cell leaders. A dear sister of ours who had a who had an eye problem. She said when she takes off her glasses, she cannot see. Now, I'm not saying do what she did. You will need her, the kind of conditions that, were, that surrounded her. She said when she takes off the glasses, she cannot see at all. There are people like that. She said when she takes it off, there are people when they take it off, they can see. No, this one says when she took it off, she could not see at all. So, this is a, she was a, a Muslim and she gave her life to Christ when we started the church. That's when she gave her life to Christ. Now, a dear Muslim who gave her, gave her life to Christ goes to do internship and she said, the Holy Ghost said, I should put the glasses down and step on it. Truly speaking, if she told me, I'll say, young lady, please. Please. There's time for everything. So God knew and she didn't tell me. She took off the glasses, stepped on it. She said, when she stepped on it, he said, she could not still see. No, five days after that, you say, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, I didn't But you know what she said? Say, I kept my ground. She said, because God told me. She said, sometimes she'll be walking, she cannot see. She has already destroyed the glasses. So I like, I like the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost said, remove your glasses. If you don't see again, you just put your step on it. There's no glass anyway. And the, the family knows that this is a Muslim world. If you go and tell them, Holy Ghost, huh? Holy what? She told me, she said, Holy Ghost said I should step on it. She stepped on it. After some days, she was still not seeing. She was still not seeing. She said, sometimes in the night, she will not see anything at all. She will not see it. She will try to walk. She said, while, you know, while she was still doing that, one day, she began to see that was all. She had stopped wearing it. (laughs) 
So, what happened? The acting. You see, she had to act seeing. <laughs> she had to act seeing. I like what she said. She said, the Holy Ghost told me to remove it. If what you are doing requires that you, you get a shop, don't sleep in your house. Don't expect someone to call you. We have a shop for you. You have to take the step. Go outside. Then go and look for yourself. If this is what you are looking for, you know, you, first of all, you need, to have, you need to have conceived what you are looking for. When you see it, you see, it, okay, this is it. You go and ask. Don't bother about how many thousands and tens of thousands of dollars they mention. It's not the figure, it's your faith. The figure is not the issue. There's no figure that scares me. Because I just know that it's just a matter of maturity. Once I grow into it, I'll be able to do it. So the problem is not the money. I go there. When I go and I'm looking for something, I say, how much is it? Say, all right. Okay. So um, if I come for it on this day, sometimes I'll even bargain to make you know that I actually have, I don't have. All right. So, all right. I think you should reduce the price so that I can take like two of it, you know, so. And I'm not, it's not, you know, some people do that as bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm acting. I'm acting. And every time we do that, we always come back with a testimony. We always come back with a testimony. Some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. That supply has to make sure that my faith has worked. Lift your right hand. First thing, I want you to see. See that thing you've been asking God for. See it. Now, it's not asking God for it. See it. See it. Create the imagination. Some of you, you need shops to do the things you, you want to do. You have to see yourself owning it. See it. If, if your vision is not clear, speak in tongues. If your vision is not clear, speak in tongues. It's not impossible to own that radio station. It's not impossible to own that radio station. It's not impossible. It's not impossible.
not impossible to have that home studio. It's not impossible to have that media house. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. Listen. Listen. Today today something happened you see your youthfulness like Paul told Timothy said let no man despise our youth your youthfulness is not a disadvantage so um, no your first of all I need you to work on your mind the, 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 the mental structures you put up the mental structures you put up if you are waiting to grow to do big things this is not the right place to be because I'm pushing I'm pushing all of you to do great things while you are young listen Listen, I said something. I said, I said something to you those times. I said, you see, it's just a matter of impact. You will not have to lobby yourself into some things. I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't bend for anybody. I don't bend for any man. Human being, I can never bend for you. He has made us kings. <laughs> listen, listen. And I'm saying that to say, I'm young. You are young. You can do something. You can do something worth nationwide shock. Are you listening? David did it at 17. Brought the head of Goliath at 17. You, are, you can do something worth the nationwide shock. Just reduce the sleeping. Just reduce the, you know, the unnecessary chatting. Aim for it. And with the power of the Holy Ghost, aim for it. Look. I'm not, we are not one of those Christians who we are praying and because we are praying we are not doing well. No, 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 no. We want to prove that this thing is correct. Are you listening? <laughs> Kevin was sharing his testimony with me. Which two, which two companies were fighting for you? You had to choose between Barclays, is it a Barclays here? And, and what? And Bank of America. We all know where you go. And somebody has written CV and written CV, CV, CV. They have not been getting These two are looking for him. Barclays said, CEO of Barclays, to work on the CEO of Barclays. This one to Bank of America said, come. This one CEO said, come. You will do something worth a nationwide shock. Are you listening? I said, you will do something worth a nationwide shock. Lift your hand and pray in tongues. Keep seeing it. Keep seeing it. What? Keep seeing it.
Kasihan Kamunan Searching out Tanayanan Kasihan Kamunan Yananan Kasihan Kamunan Searching out Tanayanan Kasihan Kamunan Kasihan kamu lah, kasihan kamu lah, serkin ajanayanan, kasihan kamu Kasihan kamu lah terkini alchanah ya nana kasihan kamu lah ya nana.